Welcome to Change Machine Radio. This is Kristen, Senior Financial Coach with The Financial Clinic. This week, we will be talking about financial goals and cultural nuances that affect how individuals create financial goals. This week's guest is Erica Mancinas, who is Manager of Service Delivery based out of Phoenix, Arizona. Erica, thanks for being here. Thank you, Kristen. I'm very happy to be able to be here with you today. Um, A little bit about myself. So I started at the financial clinic in 2014, first as a financial coach uh, in Brooklyn, New York. Um, After that, I was able to work on a regional ecosystem um, called WorkBoost NYC. And from there, I moved on to work in Phoenix, where I am now as a manager of service delivery for a national ecosystem that the financial clinic is currently working on. To begin, I'm curious if you can set the stage for how one's cultural background affects how they view finances and think about financial goals. In short, how are financial goals related to one's values? Values are the starting point from which customers begin to reflect on what's important to them and what they hope to achieve in their lives and in their families' lives. Uh, When connecting financial goals to one's cultural background, we see, especially in Latin American communities, a general mistrust of institutions, specifically financial institutions. So for example, here in New York, there was a study that was released in 2013 called Immigrant Financial Services Study which basically examined the financial needs of first-generation immigrants from three specific countries, Mexico, Ecuador, and China. There are many, many interesting comparisons, but one that I think highlights this relationship between uh, the three communities surveyed and institutions can be seen in the rate at which each community is banked. So for Chinese immigrants that are first-generation, This study found that about 95% of people were banked, whereas in the Mexican communities, only 43% of people were banked. And although there are many factors as to why one may be unbanked, including language barriers, proper identification, which are some of the more obvious ones, one other important reason has to do with one's cultural feelings toward banking institutions. These feelings then translate to long-held values that people carry with them even if they move countries or relocate. Why do you think there's such a difference between the two groups and the rates at which they are banked? That's a really great question. Going back to the connection of values and financial goals, institutions in Latin America, including Mexico and Ecuador, have been historically much weaker than those of the United States. So the general mistrust of financial institutions stems from personal experiences people in several countries have lived. So for example, we can highlight the currency crisis in Mexico in 1994, or the recent corruption charges in Argentina against the former president. We can also look to see what's happening currently in Venezuela, or the instability in many Central American countries, and see that the rule of law and government institutions have not always followed through for their citizens. I think this spills over to how much trust people have in their banks, that the money that they deposit will be there when they wish to withdraw, or that the rates their bank charges them is honest and fair, that the terms of their loans are also fair. Actually, in a book written by an MIT economist, uh, Darren Asimoglu, called Why Nations Fail, he did a very interesting case study of a border city called Nogales. So there is one part of the city, Nogales, Sonora, which is in Mexico, and the other part of the city, 
uh, Nogales, Arizona, which is in the United States. So although these border cities have similar cultural and demographic realities, they have different levels of economic growth. So the concept that Asimoglu advances in his research is something called institutional inclusivity, which contributes to the institutional economics and prosperity of a city or a country. That is so interesting. So, Erica, how do you think we can connect what we know about institutions to financial goals? So when we're thinking about action-driven financial goals, we can begin developing a strengths-based approach, which calls on the community resources and tools that are available in order to create actionable and passionate goals. As we've discussed, financial institutions in the U.S. are known to be quite safe, especially after the Great Recession and the subsequent scrutiny and regulation that the financial industry has undergone. I think a big advantage that customers have today is the certainty that banking in the U.S. is relatively safe, that they will have access to fair rates, that there are resources available to them in their language that meets them where they are. So one example that I think brings all these concepts to life is one that I have always remembered of a customer who created a financial goal to save and send remittances to his home country, where his family was using the funds to build a house. Previously having used costly wire transfers, he was able to open a bank account, put his savings away while earning interest, and send money to his family at a lower cost. Building his patrimony was his financial goal and he achieved it by taking advantage of the resources available to him. That's a really great example of a customer who was able to think about his own goals and really connect them to actions that he could achieve moving into the future. So thank you for working with him and uh, inspiring all of your customers to set action-driven goals. And um, thank you for being here today. Safe travels back to Arizona. Thank you, Kristen. It's been my pleasure. Check out thefinancialclinic.org slash podcast for tip sheets related to today's episode, as well as a link to access the Immigrant Financial Services Study. Do you have a product or service that would contribute to the financial security of our coaching customers? Email us at podcast at thefinancialclinic.org. Follow Change Machine Radio on SoundCloud and Apple Music. Don't forget to check out what the Financial Clinic is doing by finding us on Twitter and Facebook. <laughs>